Business Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell where we talk with experts about trends and practices, current and tried and true, and we tell you how to implement them in your own marketing strategies. It's Marketing Then and Now, now. Hello, and welcome to a brand spanking new edition of Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell. My name is Jim Mingi, and I will be your host on what is expected to be a wild and adventurous marketing then and now. I say wild and adventurous because our special guests today are Mandy Rosenquist, she is the Director of Communications, and JC Calson, she's the Communications Manager. They are from the Henry Dorley Zoo, where adventure and wild animals live and breathe. In case you didn't know, the Henry Dorley Zoo in Omaha, Nebraska, I'm going to give you guys a plug here. In case you didn't know this, I don't know how you wouldn't know this, but in case you didn't know, the Henry Dorley Zoo in Omaha, Nebraska has been consistently ranked as one of the best zoos in the country, and most recently, the zoo was voted number one best zoo by USA Today. But our focus today isn't to talk about the amazing aquarium, the Asian highlands, the desert dome, the lead jungle, all the beautiful animals at the zoo. Instead, we want to talk with Mandy and JC about how they partner with social media influencers. You know those people on social media with all the followers and all the power to influence uh, people's choices and the things that they buy, the decisions they make. So Mandy and JC partner with the influencers to get more people into the zoo to see all these wonderful animals. So uh, welcome, JC and Mandy. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having us. We're so excited. Yeah. Um, if you're a regular listener to Bozell's, then now you've probably surmised that this is part of our influencer series. And if you did surmise that, well, you are correct because this is part two of our four-part series on influencers and marketing and advertising. In part one, we dove into uh, a little bit of who, who, who influencers are, how they've evolved over the past 10 years, and not only dominated social media, but a lot of them become... Uh, uh, becoming trusted news sources even. So influencers have uh, a lot of influence. <laughs> I guess that's why they call them influencers, right? Um, but you can find part one on the platform that you're listening to this podcast on. So be sure to check that out if you haven't. Um, before we dive into it, I know we said we weren't going to talk about the cute animals, but you know, I got to ask a couple animal questions. Of course. Tell us who who's the who's the latest resident? Who's the newest arrival or, or uh, at the at the zoo that uh, is is making news there? Well, we're really excited. So we have a brand new addition as of two days ago. He was on exhibit, Ooh. and he has a really fun name. And it's not what you would expect either. It's not you know some unique. Uh, name based on his species or anything like that. It's just, but it's, we love it. We love it so much. Do you want to say what it is? His name is Brian and he <laughs> is an Indian rhino. We love animals with people names. It's just the best. So yes, we have Brian, the Indian rhino. He joined us from Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. Um, and he, yeah, he got here just a couple days ago. He's acclimating really well. Um, he's going to be a really important part of um, the Indian Rhino Species Survival Program. Okay. Um, so he's going to be contributing to rhino conservation, not just as an ambassador at our zoo, um, but worldwide. Very cool. Um, I've always wondered, how many visitors visit the Henry Dorley Zoo on a like, given year? Let me say last year. Yeah, so um, about midsummer every year we do something that's really fun, and we do a millionth visitor 
kind of shout out. So uh, the millionth visitor and their families to walk through the gate. We do a free like membership and a backstage experience. So okay. uh, we just did that uh, in late July. So we look at about uh, 1.7 million visitors a year. Yeah. It just depends on the year and the weather yeah, and sure. kind of what's going on. But yeah. So being the number one zoo in the U.S. means obviously having great exhibits, but it also means having great marketing too. And so let's start by talking maybe a little bit about some of the challenges that come with marketing uh, a top-ranked zoo, um, and then and then maybe go into why influencers are such a good fit for helping you do that. Yeah, um, you know I have previous experience with marketing outside of the zoo world. This is my first parlay into. Um, marketing for a zoo, which has just been so fun. So, you know, uh, my first couple weeks there, I sat around the table. I said, guys, this is a pretty fantastic thing to market, if you think about it. Um, Well-respected in the community of Omaha and uh, even outside of our community. It's just people have such great memories of going to the zoo as a kid and then taking their kids. And it's just a multi-generational um, experience that is really unique and something I've never marketed before. Um, that being said, you always have the flip side to that too, um, where people are asking about the quality of animal care and treatment within zoos. So you have to be mindful and cognizant of that for sure. Um, and it, it that's probably, to me, one of the touch points that I think is very important is not getting lost on educating people about what actually does go on because you can have a broad scope of it's just an an attraction and it's so much more than that when it comes to our education huge um part of it that i think needs to really be woven in everything we say and do so just staying on top of that um, as opposed to it just being attraction based yeah. marketing uh, which is the fun part of it all of it is just really fantastic what we get to do and and that it it, it creates momentum that lasts beyond our lifetime, right? So there's it's duality, really. It's the two sides. It's the tradition of bringing your families and seeing the animals and experiencing the events that we have going on, and um, and then also the lasting side of the conservation and educating people, which are all great things for influencers to 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 talk about. But I think I would guess that that con- conservation piece is is. extra appealing to influencers. So how did influencers come into the fold? How did you get started? Why reach out to influencers? Why did you need influencers? Or why are they a good fit, I guess? So obviously the landscape of marketing is changing as far as what we do, how we do it, you know. Um, And so influencer marketing is, I think, definitely key in that landscape, just in general, no matter what you're marketing. Um, we're seeing that, you know, people are creating their entire career around being an influencer yeah. um, because brands realize that the general public wants to hear, or the consumer wants to hear from a trusted, reliable source, not necessarily the company, right? Mm-hmm. So as you all know, listening to this and Jim, you know as well, it's definitely shifted in that direction already. So um, for us to not key into that, especially when it's an experience um, based kind of conversation, uh, we'd be remiss not to do that. So right off the bat, when I when I started and I saw that that wasn't something we were necessarily um, dialing into at the time, I wanted to make sure that we did that. 
because we are an experience-based attraction, you know, people go and they feel and they see and they, it's, it's so um, wrapped up, different than maybe if you had a product like a vitamin that you were taking and then you would talk about it later. It's something you walk through and experience. So to me, having influencer um, marketing was pretty seamless and it made the most sense because people could document their experience at the zoo in real time and then share it with the people that they follow. So, um, and that goes from just a day at the zoo to also the events that we hold and, and the things that we do in that way. So it seemed it seemed like a good fit and it has been. Um, maybe talk about how how did you go about, once you, get, once you guys made that decision, how did you go about picking an influencer who you thought would be a good fit for the zoo? Yeah, it really started um, kind of organically, just us, searching people around. I literally Googled influencers in Omaha. Um, yep, yep. Started just in Omaha. Um, and then of course with, with the goal of expanding. Sure. Um, so we started with, with local influencers, just, um, some people I had already followed. Um, and we made a baseline of a minimum of 5,000 followers, which is something that we've maintained. Um, as far as how we choose people based on follower count. Um, Of course, we have people who have anywhere from 5,000 to 17 million followers. Um, But yeah, it was just starting local, um, knowing that we could reach them and that they would actually be able to physically come without um, having to offer accommodations or anything like that. Um, Just searching and making an Excel sheet that we still have and Mm -hmm. I still use. and yeah, just starting. And so it was a matter of, of, of not necessarily finding people who were like maybe animal lovers or, or specialized in conservation or things like that. It was mostly going for somebody within the Omaha, within your local area to, to begin with, just finding a local person who had a lot of followers. We definitely do still have um, qualifications as far as content. We really prefer people that have a family-friendly um vibe um or or they post family friendly content um that's something that we still is sort of a content requirement um so not necessarily based on animals or animal lovers but people from the perspective of being an an attraction a family friendly attraction pg type content yeah and people that post their kids and post their kids out and about because that's a huge, obviously, part of who we are is a family-friendly attraction. You started talking about some of the content. Are there, you know, certain types of content like, hey, when you partner with an influencer, like, we'd like to see you do this, or there, there are some things you we don't want you to say. I mean, what are some of the parameters that you set around what type of content you want them to do or in some, what type of content you don't want them to do? Yeah, to back up a little bit, when we first yeah. started this, it was primarily event specific. So we would oh, okay. we decided to do a preview night um, for an event, uh, Ghouls and Glow, last year. Okay. And so we thought, let's do a preview night where we invite media influencers to come and experience the event before they get there. So um, that's how it really started. It's it's definitely grown and it's been very successful since then, but. Um, as far as the content, it, it's pretty natural and we keep it pretty organic. Um, I think it's really important with influencer marketing. Um, you can tell when it's authentic versus when it's scripted. Yeah. So yeah, so we try to keep it very um, organic to them. 
typically what they'll do as we've grown and we've had we've reached out to like regional um, and we've had some experience with our regional influencers um, that come from uh, other states or outside of the the Omaha area um, what they'll do is they send kind of what they're gonna post and how they're gonna post it and we just approve it and quite honestly I've never changed anything that they've done except maybe when it comes to the naming of something. So if they called the jungle something different than what it was, or if they um, didn't add aquarium into Omaha's Henry Dorley Zoo and aquarium, then I would say that. But by and large, I keep it very authentic. Um, because we do uh, select influencers that really align with our brand. Yeah. So you know going into it, you know, this isn't a, a wild card. You right. kind of know what you're getting yeah. to a certain yeah. extent. We sort of vet them if we can. We sure. look back on their content previously and kind of their voice behind what they're saying. So when we're talking about that 5,000 person mark, that really had a lot to do with inviting them to that event and that preview experience. And we just ask them when we invite, uh, come enjoy this event for free um, and please tag us and, and, and share your experience. And they do. And so it's just been very effortless. Um, getting that kind of content. And, and we've seen a lot of growth from that, which has been exciting. How about um, talking a little bit about maybe one of your most recent uh, partnerships, maybe a, a, a regional one that where you're, you're maybe flying somebody in and they're gonna stay and what, what they're coming in for, what they might do and, and what they'll do when you get here, maybe take us through like, how, like, well, they'll get here and we'll give them a tour. What do you, take us through the day in the life of an influencer arriving in Omaha to work with you? So um, again, we usually partner with other people in Omaha. So we collectively get together uh, an itinerary for that influencer. And then um, after the itinerary, we know when they're coming in. And so what we do is we always bring um, a welcome basket to the hotel. So right when they get there, there's um, kind of a goodie basket or bag full of zoo merch, nice. kind of welcoming them. Sure. Yeah. Um, Typically, it will have the tickets in there, um, but we always meet them when they get here too. So, but it's just a way to show here's your tickets. You know, here's I usually like to do some sort of um, apparel. So I know the ages of their kids, and I know yeah. I usually do a little research where I look back on oh that their little girl really loves purple, and the boy I can see you know he likes this, and so. I go into our gift shop and I try to get some stuff that I think the parents and the kids would both like. Um, water bottles that they can carry around mm -hmm. to stay hydrated. Hats, especially if it's warm out, we'll do some sunscreen. Just something to get them excited for the day. And then um, I'm in contact with them. So I leave my information. We look forward to seeing you on this date. I do a handwritten card. And so they know right when they get to the hotel, like the zoo's waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And so it's just that added little touch point. Um, yeah. And so then... Um, we've had multiple uh, partnerships with different community uh, um, companies and attractions. So their itinerary is laid out, so I'll know where they've been and where they're going. Um, and so sometimes I'm calling the other you know, attractions saying, okay, how did it go? Um, or I call ahead of time, hey, I'm taking this to the hotel, this goodie bag. Do you want to bring anything too? And I can drop it off when I go. Um, and so I kind of stay in the loop because I want to be a good community partner. Yeah. And I, the more layered approach that we can give, I think the larger impact um, we'll see from that influencer. 
um, because it's not just about they went to Omaha just to go to the zoo. They really went and experienced Omaha and got to see everything that we have to offer, which I think is really important. So um, they usually do that, and then um, uh, they go and go to multiple places depending on what their itinerary is. And then when they get to the zoo, I welcome them in, ask them if they need anything, kind of tell them what is where, here are your maps. Um, and then we always have um, lunch available for them. So I give them the gift card to be able to get lunch. And then I really just let them explore. Um, I have not done like the backstage experiences with them or um, special things that people might not normally get. Yeah. And again, it's that um, authenticity sure. of would you come from Kansas City and then get to hand feed a blank Right? Uh-huh. Maybe not. So I want them to experience it like they would if they were going. Okay. Um, so the perk is that, you know, I'm welcoming them and they're there and they'll know some added ex- extra information that the average goer or guest might not know, but I really want them to feel the experience. I also give them uh, ride wristbands so they can ride all the rides. So. Um, they can film that going on Skyfari or our carousel or the train or the tram or whatever they choose to do. So, And then when they're wrapped up, I check in with them from time to time. I usually try to make sure and be there when they're there if they need anything, but I'm not, I'm not touring them around per se. Okay. Um, and then when we wrap up, I ask them if they have any questions or if they wanted to see something they didn't get to see, I could take them. Okay. Um, and then they're on their way to their next adventure. We always love to add the wildlife safari park in that if we uh, can yeah, help it. Sure. And this year we had the Jurassic Adventure dinosaur exhibits. That was an easy one yeah. to add on for our influencers. So typically they would go on another day and do mm-hmm. that as well. And that's a self-guided tour. So sure. I would just tell them what to do and they would go there. And yeah, it was pretty great. My big question now is where do I go to sign up? To be an influencer <laughs> the zoo because this sounds amazing. I want to be a zoo influencer. That sounds amazing. Are you kidding me? It sounds like a pretty sweet job, yeah. isn't it? Influencer. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day. Like yes. someone has that job. They get things for free and they go and have vacations and free product mm-hmm. and sign me up for it. But you mentioned it. I mean, people, this is a career. I mean, they're going to yeah. start teaching. They probably already are teach, teaching this in college, a class to, you know, how to market yourself as an influencer and get started. And probably all the, here's the tax things that you need to set up for yourself and make yourself an LLC. And right. I mean, gosh, yeah. So, I, you know, a lot of marketers are, are listening. And at this point, they're like, yeah, that sounds awesome. But what is the ROI? What, what, are, what can you tell us about some of the return on your investment? And how do you, you know, how do you go about measuring that? Yeah, so a couple different ways. Um, one of the things that I think is very important is we can repost all that we want. And we have seen a lot of success, especially with TikTok when it comes to that, because our our follower numbers have grown so much. Um, so that's definitely a way to um, kind of measure that ROI is, you know, are you growing in followers? How is your How are your engagement levels? Um, but we kind of leveled that too. Um, as we're talking, you'll realize I don't like to just do one thing. If I'm doing something, I want to do from left to right, top to bottom, like I really want to layer my efforts on things. And so one of the things that we've done was um, I have a really great software that uh, we just got this year that helps with, um, 
basically an AI um, through uh, geofencing on your phone. I can see customer um, and guest kind of traffic and demographic, what they're looking at on social. It's all above board. We all have yeah. it on our phones. Sure, sure. That's a tool I highly recommend um, if you're marketing and you don't have it. It's opened up a whole world of, okay. of possibilities. But also working with Bozelle um, and figuring out how to, once we get those uh, influencers in, uh, geofencing around the area that they're talking about us. And um, when we're doing certain campaigns or certain messaging, promoting that at similar times that their audience would also be hearing. So really trying to figure out the geofencing and and also the layering effect of their reach, if you will. So um, if I know that I have in Kansas City um, five different different influencers and they're at these locations and they're talking about us during the summer from June to August, um, what sort of marketing efforts am I going to put into Kansas City outside of just that? So I think it's really important not to fully rely on someone reposting something and then it goes viral and then you made it. Um, that's not a great measurable. You really have to layer the marketing efforts strategically and definitely working with an agency and working with uh, programs to really pinpoint that is helpful. So um, we have seen, and the other thing I'm able to tell from this um, program and also uh, the programs we have with inside the zoo are the demographics of people coming. So we have been able to measure and see an influx of people coming from the location, usually a couple weeks, a month after that person is posted. We see a little bump up in that. And so that's been really helpful to see. It, it shows us that it's right. Yeah. You know, if you're coming from 6, 8, whatever, whatever, yeah. and you repost about us, and then two weeks later we see a spike in that, mm -hmm. we know it worked. This has been a, a wealth formation. This is exactly what we wanted to talk about, exactly what we wanted to hear. It sounds like you guys are just, you know, knocking it out of the park with with your influencer program. And, and uh, it's exciting. It, it's fun. It's, it's you know, it's modern marketing. I know. And, well, how about we look ahead a little bit? I mean, as, as you continue to evolve influencers, is there anything coming up? Uh, trends or strategies that you're going to, you know, something new strategy-wise that you might try the next partnership that you do, anything? Um, similarly, uh, with the ROI conversation, uh, it's a really valuable tool um, for getting sponsorships, um, just increasing the reach. So we have sponsors for all of our events. Um, and last year, our, our main sponsor, we did deliver them the metrics as far as how many um, followers their brand was exposed to via our influencer program. Yeah. Um, so it is becoming a valuable tour, tool as well um, in, in providing worth for our very valuable um, corporate sponsors um, for our events too. Okay. So I think on the heels of Talking about influencers and seeing where we've started and where we're headed um, and what's exciting. Um, you know, as I said before, we started this with, you know, let's do a preview night for an event yeah. and see how well influencers do with that and, and what that looks like. Uh, and then, you know, with Jurassic Adventure, when we did that at the Safari Park, that blew it out of the water. Yeah. And the engagement was just, just crazy. So... Um, because of that, for 2024, when I've been planning campaigns, 
uh, influencers went from, hey, this might be something we want to try to, okay, this is a target audience and this is something that we want to invest time and money in yeah. for sure. So um, I think what's really exciting is the 24 landscape of our different campaigns. You know, uh, we have six to eight major campaigns that we focus on each year. And um, so having influencer marketing threaded throughout, uh, we've never done that before in the zoo. And so for 24, there's that budget line of influencer marketing threaded throughout the entire um, campaign, uh, as well as kind of through the whole year. So I think it's exciting to, if you try it and it works for your brand, figuring out how to do the different touch points of it all year long and when and why you're using them. So that's probably the most exciting thing for me is we went from Googling influencers in Omaha to mm -hmm. this is the influencer we want to use for this event because of this. So really honing in on uh, their demographics, their reach, the why behind it, instead yeah. of just throwing anything out and seeing what sticks. So I'm excited for that. And, uh, you know, we have a new event coming up and we're leveraging um, social media and influencer marketing with it tremendously uh, to the point where our corporate sponsors that are working with us are also doing it. And so it's kind of become sort of infectious in the best way possible. And nice. so we were working with them. And when you do that and you level that, I know I say that word, it's like take a drink every time I say the word level. But um, <laughs> when you do that, you're able to reach so much more because your brand might not have the full scope of a budget that you'd like to spend on it. But if you're partnering with uh, another business or brand, uh, kind of like what influencers do, you're able to do so much more. So um, I think that's an important way to look at it is that we can take our budget and increase it tremendously by partnering with our, our corporate sponsors because they want that exposure yeah, too. So, so I'm looking forward to 2024. We're opening a new exhibit and um, we typically have tours that run throughout our exhibit and we do donors and board members and media but this year we're going to do um a couple nights where it's just influencers so, oh, that's so and that's cool. never been done before so it's exciting you all are crushing it you're crushing it marketing across the board but with the influencers what you are really embracing it and it's paying off i mean yeah. that's that's what a great fit for you especially well Really want to thank Mandy and JC for being here and, and sharing their experience with influencers and how they've utilized influencers in their marketing campaigns. If you're interested in visiting the Henry Dorley Zoo, it's easy to find online. It's omahazoo.com. So just go there. You can plan your visit. They've got all the information about any kind of special events that might be happening. There are some behind the scenes. And I will tell you, it, there's some behind the scenes things that you could, that are offered to the general public. Am I, am I, are. The, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and those are well worth it. I'm telling you, you get to go like behind the scenes in the aquarium up on top and look down on the fish. It, it, it's an amazing experience. And, and I, I still can't believe that it's offered to the, I mean, anybody can do it. I mean, there's an extra charge, but I'm telling you guys, it's well worth it. It's great experience. It's my little plug for you guys. Very cool influencer marketing for you. I don't know how much influence I have, but you know, whatever influence I have. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, and be sure to check out uh, our other episode uh, and, and the ones that are going to be coming in this series on influencers. Um, if you like this episode, give us a like. And my goodness, if you haven't subscribed by now, I do not know what you are waiting for. Subscribe because then you'll get a little notice. 
when the new episode drops, you'll get a ping and, and it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You'll be very happy that you did that. So until next time, this is Jim Mingy signing off from the Bozell Studios somewhere in middle America. Oh,